Hey Solomon, this is Jay Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, No commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. Tired? Weary? Frustrated? What would you be doing if you weren't raising children alone? What's stopping you from living your best life now? On Solo Moms Talk, I discuss with solo mothers the challenges you face raising children alone. So if you're a working solo mom dealing with independent children, insensitive bosses, weight and health issues, or even debt collectors, join us as we discover your path to get and stay healthy, increase your income, and live with joy and purpose. In this battle My guest today is Crystal Fideli. Thanks for coming in to talking to us on Solo Mom Stock. Crystal, I appreciate you. Yes, thanks for having me. Sure. First thing I always want to know is, who is Crystal Fideli? Yeah, so my name is Crystal Videlli, and I am an alcohol recovery coach, and I help women reclaim their power over alcohol, go from alcohol wreaking havoc in their life to gaining total power over alcohol so they can finally be free to create a life that they love, one where they look forward to each and every day. Okay. All right. Thank you. And how did you get into that? I mean, usually when someone chooses a career... Um, it's as a result of something happening or something they saw. So tell us about that. Yeah. So basically that is just my personal story. Alcohol used to wreak havoc in my life professionally, socially, personally, my health, just everything. And I suffered for nearly a decade trying, um, just the way we, Um, approach um, people who suffer from alcohol use disorder. Mm -hmm. And I just was never able to get better. And despite really, truly trying um, with my whole heart, just everything truly trying. And, um, but then I was finally able to find another way. And literally within two to three months, I just got better. It literally okay. took only two to three months. So okay, all right. So so that's awesome. Now I, I remember working with a guy once. He was a PhD studying addiction, right? 
Mm-hmm. And we have this big argument because I believe that anything can be cured. Mm-hmm. And it seems that the medical profession doesn't believe anything can be cured. Would you say you were cured of um, your love of alcohol or would you, how, how do you view that? Yes, I believe that I was, so when we talk about cured, like I, so I believe that we are, how do I describe this? We're getting into dangerous territory here. So (laughs) I believe in God and I believe that God designed us to be like a certain way. So for example, somebody who finds they have a hearing loss, right? Originally their ear was designed to be in everything's supposed to be in place. Everything's supposed to be the way it was supposed to be. And therefore they're able to hear, right? Like my really Mm -hmm. good friend who wears a hearing aid. Um, But unfortunately, you know, she was born with the inner working of her ear, just not not the way it was supposed to be. So, you know, we have a device called like co- cochlear implants, is it, or something yeah, like the, the right. implant in the ear. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me for anybody who knows better than I when talking about this. But um, so it's kind of like her device that like helps her, right? Um, oh, sorry, something happened on the screen. Um, you know, and so would I say that she's completely cured? Well, no, she's not completely cured because that would be whatever a miracle happening in the ear and everything's put into place. Um, But she's in remission is what I would say. So now when it comes to alcohol use disorder, I would say that I'm more in remission because the neurochemical disorder, it's not in order. My, my, my brain is still out of order. And so I just need, you know, the help of what I use to um, keep me in remission. So does that make sense? Am I making it, sense? It does make sense um, because it's something I don't particularly understand. And it's not because I'm not, I haven't been around it. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've had relatives who, you know, were, had succumbed to the effects of alcohol. And I personally, I don't understand how they do that because I've resisted it. So when I hear that there's no cure, that's telling me there's no hope for anyone. Oh, well, that's not true. There's so much hope. Okay. Okay. Uh, We just have have to kind of... Like I, I would say, you know, the Bible said again. I'm a Christian, so I'm always that's referencing okay, the Bible. That's okay. So am I. Keep going. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's Romans eight thirty two, I believe, that says, you know, if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Now, the Passion Translation I like a lot better because the Passion Translation is. I know that it's like controversial, but um, the Passion Translation. But I think that it really kind of. Uh, translates in a way that we understand as, what are we in the 21st century? Yeah, 21st century. I always mix the centuries up. Um, You know, day people, modern day people. um, So anyways, uh, but it says, if you accept the truth, then you will be set free. So it's not just knowing the truth, it's accepting the truth. Now, Mm -hmm. I think these are the two hurdles that we really have to cross when it comes to understanding alcohol wreaking havoc in somebody's life. We have to know what the truth is, but then I found that there's this second step of, you know, people actually accepting the truth. It's just so hard for people to accept it. 
And now you say that, you know, you have a hard time maybe understanding like why your family members, you know, are, are finding the alcohol wreaks havoc in their life because you've resisted it. Um, I like to always liken it to like other medical conditions that we have better understanding of. So like, for example, um, somebody who has a prosthetic, a prosthetic leg or something like that, right? Um, we don't really understand personally how it is to be them, but we can see that they need a prosthetic leg to be able to walk on two legs like we can with our our full intact, you know, legs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody who finds that alcohol is wreaking havoc in their life and they're really not able to get a handle on it, they just need certain interventions that maybe we don't because we don't have that medical condition. Um, and so I'd be happy to like get more into this science, you know, behind it of what the heck I'm talking about. But does that make sense? Am I making sense? Yes. Yes, it does make sense. Thank you. I I, I always, you know, I've had a few people come on here and talk about addiction and we just kind of talk about addiction, you know, but we never yeah. really try to pull it apart a little bit. And I know it's it's controversial because we who believe, believe in healing and mm-hmm. cure, right? Yes. Whereas some people don't and feel, you know, this kind of stuff is beyond our control. And I just wanted to touch on that. I'm not, you know, <laughs> I try not to be controversial on anything, but, you know, I have certain beliefs and I, I, I like to bring it out just in case somebody else does too, right? Yeah, well, I believe in full healing, too. Like, I believe in miracles. I haven't really seen one in my lifetime. I know people who have, and I would, I I pray for that power every day. Like, Jesus, I know you gave it to us. It says it right here in the Bible, but I don't have it. And I'm not going to blame other people around me like, oh, they don't have enough faith for it. No, 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 no. Like, Jesus healed many people who didn't have the faith, and that's how they got it. (laughs) It's the faith it is because it happened to them. We don't have to get into that controversy. But I believe in the leg growing out. And until then, I believe in the prosthetic, helping that person walk, right? Am I going to deny them that? Because, oh, no, it should have been the leg should have grown out when I prayed and it didn't. So no prosthetic for you. (laughs) No, that's silly. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. You know, it's the same Mm -hmm. alcohol use disorder. Yes, I would love for somebody to truly just have the cravings and obsessive thoughts just go away by a miracle. Would love that to happen. Or just be able to have a drink or two and truly be able to put it down and not even realize it instead of like, I need more, 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 right? Or to truly just be like, I truly just, I don't have a desire for it. I would love for that to just happen through miracle. And until that's able to happen for every single person, for the people who are not, we have other interventions, um, just like a prosthetic leg, right? We have other interventions, right? Okay. All right. Sure. Thank you. All right. So let's get into your story. How, how did it happen for you? Did you have some kind of trauma? And if you did, tell us about it and tell us the journey from Crystal, uh, you know, newborn and, you know, everything seems to be normal until you needed, I'm going to say this and I say it with love, you needed a crutch to get Mm -hmm. through life. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. So before, so disclaimer, before I start sharing, so there's this deep seated belief that somebody who has alcohol wreak havoc in their life, that the root cause is because of a trauma um, or because of mental health disorder. 
I completely disagree with that. I think the research okay. data and statistics really just show us that that's false. Now, I'm not saying that never happens for anybody. Mm-hmm. And it might sound like I'm always talking about research. It's because one of my grad degrees is in research and analysis. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just very research heavy. But, you know, and so what I'll say is, is that in every research study, there's always outliers. <laughs> so there's always going to be the outlier of where the root cause was because of mental health or, um, you know, like a trauma that happened, right? Mm -hmm. The difference for me, and this is where, like, uh, this is the part, this is the very important part, right? Is that, okay, a trauma or mental health disorder may cause somebody to pick up a drink to self-medicate. My whole point is, is that that's all well and good. I don't care why somebody picks up a drink. Mm-hmm. My whole point is when somebody has a neurochemical disorder, a disordered, uh, di- you know, a disorder of the neurochemistry in one's mm-hmm. body, one's brain, which the brain isn't just here, it's all over in our body, um, is disordered, right? And so they can't stop. They can't put the drink down even if they wanted to, right? Because they are they have a physical addiction to alcohol. That's the difference. So somebody who doesn't have alcohol use disorder for which the cause is a neurochemical disorder, right? Mm-hmm. They can put that down if they want to. They won't get the physical cravings, the obsessive thoughts, all that kind of stuff. That's not who I'm talking about. That's behavioral. That's a very small subset, subsec, a uh, small subsection of the population. I'm talking about the large majority of the population who literally can't put the alcohol down. They can't stop over drinking, and they can't not drink for long periods of time or forever. That's who I'm talking about. So I just want to kind of qualify that before I say what I'm about to say. Um, because I did have a traumatic childhood. I did have trauma. And I think it kind of made me even more a victim of our treatment system because of that. It was, it was like a it was like a ding against my record almost because then everybody's like, oh, she has trauma. Good. That is the real cause of her alcohol issues. And we need to, you know, solve that trauma and mental health disorder. And then the alcohol use disorder is going to get better. Well, after 10 years of literally miserably failing time and time again, with consequences to my professional life, my personal life, my relationships, like all that kind of stuff. Um, I think it's actually torture to put someone through that. And there's a ton of people I know who have never had a trauma. Their family loves them. They support them. Um, And they find themselves physically addicted to alcohol, right? And then what I'll say is once I was able to, um, you know, find the intervention that I use now, in two to three months, I got better. And then after that, my mental health healing skyrocketed because I was finally not physically addicted to alcohol. And I was, I was myself and I mm-hmm. was able to concentrate on the mental health stuff and it just skyrocketed. And I wasn't re-traumatizing myself over and over and over again, because when you drink too much, you put yourself in situations that re-traumatize yourself. Um, you know, just how alcohol, it's a toxin, right? So it just kind of knocks the knocks the hormones and everything out of whack. And that makes you feel terrible. So, um, so yeah, I just wanted to kind of 
qualify that. But yes, I had a very crummy childhood. Um, It wasn't even good for a while. It was right when I was conceived. My one parent didn't want me to come to be Crystal Fidelia, you know, a fully uh, birthed human. They wanted um, me aborted. (laughs) Um, Hmm. So I'm told. So, and it was just nothing but trauma from the beginning, really. Um, There's just, yeah, there's a lot of trauma that happened in my childhood. And I was eventually removed from custody. I was a recipient of child protective services in the state I live in the United States. And then in my 20s, I just allowed myself to be re-victimized over and over again by men. (laughs) Um, And I really had no family whatsoever in my 20s until I got pregnant with my daughter at 27, which I really don't know how it didn't happen until I was 27. I should have had multiple kids by that time. But irregardless, um, I found myself pregnant with my daughter and her father basically was like, if you want to go forward with your pregnancy, you'll be on your your own. And so I went forward with my pregnancy, obviously, um, and I was on my own. And um, now I'm married with two children, um, but it was, you know, it was pretty hard. But she was the first person that I could ever love and that unconditionally like loved me. And right after I had her really is when I found this new way of treatment that I use and that I got better in two to three months with and that now I use in large part to help all of my clients um, finally reclaim their power over alcohol. Um, And now I'm now I'm good. Now I'm better. So Okay. All right. Thanks. Um, I I don't want to go back into the discussion we just have. Um, because you answered the question in a way that I think is satisfying. But what role does your faith play or did your faith play in you being able to control your consumption of alcohol? I wouldn't say if it, I if I phrase that correctly, I, you know. Forgive me for yeah. not using the right terms. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. It's just a conversation, you know. Okay. Um, so I would say my faith is paramount in everything, like in my life, for me personally. Um, my faith, you know, Jesus is who I go to first and foremost for everything. And mm-hmm. then Jesus determines how Jesus wants that answer carried out, you know. And so, yes. you know, and so... I believe that my faith gave me the strength to keep going and to keep searching and to just persevere mm-hmm. um, to find, you know, what the answer was, um, which which is, you know, my my whole thing. It's it's totally anti the system. Um, it was such a hard ordeal, even gaining access to this treatment, um, you know. But I believe, you know, my faith is what just just kept me you know throughout throughout everything um yeah okay all right thank you all right so what is crystal grateful for today (laughs) i'm grateful to be here i'm so grateful to be sharing my story you know instead of living in it still (laughs) Mm um i'm i'm i mean the story is still going right but it's post alcohol wreaking havoc in my life, you know, and Mm -hmm. if it hopefully doesn't come up again, but if it does, I know what to do, right. I know exactly what tools I have. 
I know the research. I know the solutions. And I'm free. This I have this knowledge for the rest of my life. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So um, how can we get in touch with you? Like, tell tell us what you do and what you can do for us, our audience, mainly solo moms. So tell us. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, I'm an alcohol recovery coach and I have my signature program, How to Reclaim Your Power Over Alcohol, 90 Days to Gain Total Power Over Alcohol. So that's my program. And really in this program, what we do is we learn all the different paths of treatment because the system is going to tell you that there's one way and one way only, abstinence. And normally it's through sheer willpower if you cannot control your alcohol assumption. First of all, it has a 99% failure rate. There's a reason why you're not able to be successful. <laughs> you're not a part of the 1%. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a part of the 1% in spite, right, of that. Um, and then second, we really kind of discover what your goals are with alcohol, not anybody else's goals. What are your goals with alcohol? We really get clear on that. And then we just, you know, create your own treatment plan and we connect you with everything you need to achieve your goals with alcohol that fully align with your goals with alcohol. Um, And I help my ladies do that in 90 days. And um, I have a free gift for everybody in your audience. Um, If you go over to www.crystalfidelity.com forward slash three ways to reclaim your power over alcohol. And that's the number three. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a gift for you, three ways to reclaim your power over alcohol. And of course, if you wanted to book a call to see if we are the perfect fit to help you reclaim your power over alcohol, there's buttons all over my website. You can do that. Okay. All right. Thank you. We put those links in the show notes and, um, Ladies, get on over there. Even if you don't, if even if you don't have issues with this um, topic, maybe you know somebody who does. Okay, so before I let you go, give us. Yes. I want you to give us one piece of advice to a solo mom. Give a solo mom a piece of advice. If she's if she's really struggling with staying away, right? I want to put it that way because it's something I've experienced in that. I know how to stay away, but there might be someone who don't know how to stay away or, you know, or help them, help me stay away. Okay. And then a general one, because you, you related your story that led up to you having a daughter. And I also want you to give us a piece of advice for that time when you're really, really struggling Yeah, well, reach out for help. Reach out for help from somebody who is going to be in your corner that is going to be like, listen, I might be the expert in all the different ways to treatment, but you're the expert on you and you know what you want and you know whether you want to stay away from alcohol or whether you want to truly be able to moderate your drinking. And, you know, I'm just here to support you and whatever goal you have. So, Find that person. Um, I mean, it's really hard. That's why I started my whole thing, my whole program, right? Um, because I I have my whole community. I know all the doctors, the therapists who will support um, either goal um, and truly give you the tools that you're truly going to be able to do it um, because everybody else is just going to tell you, you just have to moderate through sheer willpower. Um mm-hmm. 
So, yeah. So I would just like really just don't take no for an answer and keep going. And I'm always here if you want to DM me, right? Or (laughs) if you want to download the free resource, but just keep going and don't take no for an answer. Nobody has control of your life. You have control of your life. And when somebody tries to take control of your life, you say, no, I'm sorry. It's my life. And I'm going to keep going until I find what I want. So, Okay. Thank you. See, get help. Get support. You're not alone, right? <laughs> and make sure it's the right support. Yes. <laughs> right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Crystal Fidelli, International Alcohol Recovery Coach. I appreciate you coming and talking to us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was such yes. a lovely conversation. <laughs> sure. Uh, any parting shots? Shots. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. No. Um, No, yeah, just um, thank you for having me and ladies for listening to me. It was just my honor to be here. So thank you. Um, And I'm sorry, I I don't drink, so I I forgot about it. No, No, it was funny. It was a good pun. It was good. (laughs) I didn't even, I was sorry. Anyway, (laughs) thank you, Crystal. Thank you. Okay. Hello, Solar Moms. As a Solar Mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, my mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life, to see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry, and parenting alone can be a lonely journey but it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward create a plan to help you heal and empower you. You can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jen at jrosemarie.com or by calling plus one 917-994-1329 or schedule a consultation with the link below. I am here for you and I want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment. Don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer. Don't parent in silence. So take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.